This is Twit. This episode of i5 for the iPhone is brought to you by Gazelle. Would you like to get cash for your old iPhone? Gazelle makes it easy. The shipping is free and the payment is fast. What is your iPhone worth? Find out at gazelle.com. Welcome to i5 for the iPhone, episode 161. i5 covers the latest iPhone apps, tips and tricks, and of course, news. I'm Megan Maroney, and the big news is that last week we welcomed iOS 9 to the world. And now that I've had some time to play with it, I can tell you that I'm suitably impressed. On this episode, I'll cover all my favorite new features, give you an update on the new Apple Watch OS, and I'll show you how to vomit rainbows. So stick around. Number one is search. For anyone who moves from Android to iOS, search is always one of the biggest disappointments. Who can compete with Google on search? And there's a reason that Android phones are better at knowing what we want when we want it. Google collects that information and sends it to the cloud. And while they're using it to simplify our lives, they're also using it for their financial gain. I appreciate that Apple makes money by selling me an iPhone every year and not by harvesting my data, but still, I've been so disappointed with search on iOS that I regularly use the Google Chrome app widget to find things on my phone. Now, I no longer have to. Gone is the lame spotlight search and welcome the more efficient, smarter feature simply called search. When I bring down the search menu on iOS 9, Siri gives me suggestions of frequent contacts, apps I've used often, nearby restaurants, coffee shops, shopping, and gas stations as well as news. As I've been using iOS 9, Siri has begun to recognize my habits and present items accordingly, just like I'd want from a real assistant as he or she gets to know me. Keyword searching has also greatly improved. Results come from notes, mail, calendar, and Bing search. iOS 9 also allows deep linking directly into app content. So if you've ever wasted hours digging through the settings menu, you will be happy to know that now there's a search feature within settings. So just open the settings app and type what you're looking for. If a search happens to take you to the web, you also have this useful back to search function. Another handy new but really old feature is that not only can you search by swiping down from any home screen, you can also search by swiping left from the main home screen, just like you used to be able to do back in the pre-iOS 7 days. Number two is photos in iOS 9. The new Siri is smarter. Don't let anyone tell you that she isn't. One of my favorite of her new features is that she can find photos for me. So I can search by time, find photos from March. And there they are. Or I can search by location, find photos from San Francisco. And she brings them up. If you have faces and photos turned on on your Mac, you can even search for people. Find photos of Marco. Find photos of me. Another new photo feature in iOS 9 is the Selfies folder. It's not based on facial recognition. Instead, it just shows you every photo you took with the front-facing camera. There's also a new dedicated Screenshots folder, so that includes any images taken by holding down the Power button and the Home button. This is handy if you take a lot of screenshots for work, as I do, but you don't want them clogging up your phone. Now, This brings me to another new photo trick. You no longer have to select images to delete. Now open the folder where you want to delete pictures. Tap select and then slide your finger over all the pictures you want to get rid of. And if you want to keep a photo but hide it from moments, collections, or years folder, tap the share icon and then tap the new hide icon. Now your photo will be available only in albums. This is a good tip for parents who want to make sure their kids aren't taking inappropriate photos and hiding them. Check last week's episode if you'd like to hear me go on and on at length about that. Know any other iOS 9 photo tricks? Email them to me at megan at twit.tv. 
Of course, I'll give you credit on the show. Number three is battery life. The day you download and install iOS 9, you're probably going to experience a hit on your battery life from all the work it takes to upgrade and then from all the playing around you'll want to do on your phone to try out the spanking new features. But after that, you should see some marked improvements based on software improvements in the new OS. iOS 9 also includes a low power mode when you're low on battery and nowhere near a place to charge. Instead of manually turning off all the features that unnecessarily drain your battery, you can go into settings open battery and enter low power mode. That will automatically stop fetching mail, stop automatically downloading updates, and stop other battery drainers. While you're in the settings, you might also want to turn on the battery percentage in your status bar. And you can take a good long look at what's using battery. That way you can make some smart decisions about whether apps and services are worth it to you. In iOS 9, your phone will politely offer to turn on low power mode whenever your battery gets down to 20%. Then it automatically takes your phone out of low power mode when you're back up to 80% or more. If you have an older iPhone, this is a great feature to breathe some new life into your dying iPhone 4. This episode is brought to you by Gazelle, giving new life to used smartphones every day. Fund your new iPhone upgrade by getting cash for your old one and sell the smart way at gazelle.com. Lock in your price today and you'll have up to 30 days to send it in, giving you plenty of time to get the new one. Simply find your gadget, answer a few easy questions, and get your instant price quote. Gazelle even pays cash for broken phones. Once you accept the online offer, Gazelle will honor it for 30 days. All personal information from the device is removed. Payments are fast. You can get a check in the mail or an Amazon gift card in your inbox or a direct deposit to your PayPal account. Gazelle has paid over $200 million to over 1 million customers. Trade in your used phone and electronics for cash. Visit gazelle.com today. Number four is watchOS 2. If you were as excited as I was about updating to watchOS 2, you were out of luck last Wednesday. WatchOS 2 was supposed to come out with iOS 9, but when I first recorded this episode, it was not out yet, and Apple said the delay was due to a bug. This just in! WatchOS 2 is available to download now. To get it, you need to update from the Apple Watch iPhone app. Make sure your watch is at least 50% charged and connected to your charger. And be patient. I downloaded Watch OS 2 as soon as it was available and it stalled a few times. All told, it took me about two hours. The update promises to let us run some apps on our watches without streaming them from the phone. It expands Siri support and offers us new Apple Watch faces, including the ability to use our own photos or photo albums as watch faces. OS 2 also includes a nightstand mode, so you can use the watch as a nightstand clock. The time is shown horizontally as it charges and brightens as it gets close to the time your alarm is supposed to go off. And remember a few months ago when I told you it was possible to steal someone's Apple Watch and then pair it with a new phone? With Watch OS 2, it's no longer possible to wipe a stolen or misplaced Apple Watch to resell it unless that person also has your iCloud info. Number five is the new Snapchat update. Keeping up with the 12-year-olds these days is hard work. Just when I figured out what on fleek means, I'm now tasked with determining why my daughter is sending me pictures of her throwing up rainbows. Turns out it's the new Snapchat update, which I highly recommend if you have, say, 15 minutes to three hours to kill. If you don't have Snapchat, 
That not only means that you're old, it also means that you are not trying desperately to seem young as I am. First, download or update Snapchat to get the new features. Then turn on the front-facing camera and press and hold the screen until you see a line of cartoon circles. Snapchat calls them lenses. Scroll through the lenses to see what each new feature does. You can play with them all you like or take a photo to save or send. Snapchat also introduced another new feature that lets you replay other people's messages for a price. In the beginning, Snapchat was designed as a way for people to send photos and quick videos that would immediately self-destruct. Then Snapchat started allowing users to replay one snap per day. Now they'll let you replay three snaps a day for 99 cents, but you can still only replay each snap once a day. Now, I'm not sure what Snapchat was aiming at with this new in-app purchase, and there are bound to be many parents who are going to question the huge bill they receive when they look at their credit card. But if this causes more parents to pay attention to what their children are doing on Snapchat, or if it causes one person to reconsider sending an ill-conceived picture because they think someone will never be able to see it again, then that's not a bad thing either. That does it for this episode. Thanks for watching. All of the apps, links, and other info from the show can be found at twit.tv i5. If you have ideas, questions, or general feedback, email them to i5 at twit.tv or leave us a voicemail at 614-ON-I-5. I am Megan Maroney. We'll see you next week on i5 for the iPhone. Bandwidth for i5 for the iPhone is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com.